Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business insurance, bundles. They'll do everything they can to save you money. But they also have extensive services as well. They can help you in so many areas. The pros, pros. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. History for our play-by-play call of the day. Look at the crowd. They know history's on the line. Welcome to the Thousand strong at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. A.J. Foyt, Al Unser Sr., Rick Mears, and now Elio Castroneves as the four-time winners of the Indy 500. Lee Diffie with the call on NBC. All right, let's get to some NFL talk. The phenomenal Neil Kulong now joins us. Sir, welcome, as always. Great to have you with us. That's good to be here, as always. Let's roll. All right. Um cap number is going to, uh, as expected, it's not, it's not a surprise with the new TV contracts, you know, rolling down the road, it's going to take cap numbers way up. So what does this do for the Steelers down the road with new cap numbers? I think more than anything, this, this really just kind of reflects what the Steelers probably kind of assumed was going to happen. Um, and building out their roster for the next year, uh, they, they didn't keep a whole lot of guys around. They're, they're right now, the bulk of their uh, roster for 2022 are younger players and uh, players on um, dummy contracts. So you've still got Ben Roethlisberger on here. You've still got uh, Juju on here. These are contracts that uh, in their, their form are going to void out uh, before any of this starts, but are on the books right now. So um, some of that converts over to dead money. It's not like it's a savings or anything like that, but they, they should have, uh, by these estimates anyway, probably around $75 million, uh, to sign an additional uh, probably 20-ish players somewhere in there. The big one of those being, of course, T.J. Watt, uh, a player that I think by, by any account the Steelers would uh, really like to have on their roster in 2022. So to do that, they're even going to need to, either going to need to figure out um, a long-term extension for them, which is going to be by far and away the biggest that they've given uh, to any defensive player in Steelers history and probably uh, comfortably ahead of any contract they've given Ben Roethlisberger in the past. Um, or what I think is more likely is they're going to have to, to tag him 
for a year. That tag level for if they want to classify him as a defensive end as opposed to a linebacker and get into all that back and forth, it's somewhere between $16 million and $19 million. So um, not a huge amount of that space is going to go to Watt, but that's a lot for a, a team that still needs to sign several players, unless you're assuming that all the players that they have currently uh, are the ones who are going to be there next year. You need to find other players. You're going to need to find starters. You're going to need to find role players. So um, I, I don't think their cap situation is as rosy as many people are making it out to be, but it's not bad. Um, it just, it, it's probably typical, par for the course for a, for a team that generally does not add a, a huge amount of players in the free agency anyway. And this is also going to be um, in, in, in right in front of their next draft class, which is going to have two additional picks uh, from the compensatory period of this year. So um, more players are going to get added. They're going to have enough space to, to be able to do some stuff that they would don't, uh, normally do in a free agency year. Um, the cap won't be an issue in addressing the fact that it does go up to 220. That's probably where they would have thought it would have been. Right. Um, it probably a little bit over probably what they would have thought 2020 would have been. But add that into the next year as well, plus the first part, which isn't the, the real uh, premium part of, of the TV deal. Um, you put all that in, yeah, it's going to go up. I, it'll go up even more in 2023. Um, mm-hmm. From a, a player's perspective, that's sure. when they're really going to be able to cash in. That's so right. um, whatever cap issues that they might have had, I think you can say that the Steelers have you know successfully – navigated around that if their only goal was was to field the roster and <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the players of this year look like um some of the moves that they had to make uh, for the sake of um filling out everybody that they have and the fact that right now i don't know if anybody can clearly say that they've addressed their, their quarterback issue which is going to be a thing next year i'm not sure if they actively want mason rudolph to, to have that mm-hmm. position right now um Maybe it's Dwayne Haskins. We haven't seen anything out of him outside of football and shorts. So I, I don't know. A lot of questions are going into next year. I think for the, the direction of uh, the franchise moving forward, all of that really starts next year. I think this is kind of more of a, a pre-transition kind of season for him. Um, the fact that Roethlisberger is still there, I think, speaks to, to you know kind of the old way. Um, you, you signed a couple free agents, not many, but some that are probably going to play key roles on this team. So they're, they're actively able to bring in enough players to fill the roster. I don't know how good the team will be top to bottom. Uh, they're not going to be drafting in the top five, I don't think. But it, it's not the most talented group we've ever seen in Pittsburgh. Um, next year, though, is really going to kind of be when we notice a, 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 a real difference between what we've gotten used to over the last two decades and where they're going to be, where they're going to end up as a franchise. So I get to a big picture one for a moment. This comes from Peter King's football morning at America column that the NFL has really cooled on the idea now of international teams. Uh, yeah, they'll continue to play international games, but the idea of, hey, we'll expand into Europe. Hey, the idea we're going to move Jacksonville to London appears to be off the table now. What is your thought on that? I think when you draft Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick, it makes you very uh, very permanent, very concrete franchise. I agree. You, really don't I, wanna, I, you, I agree. you want to go out of your way to make sure your fan base is aware that this is not going to be now that we have this guy we're taking off. Um, if, if they want to sell season tickets, that that's really what they have to do. Um, not to suggest any you know glibness of, of uh, King's column. I, I would also say that 
it was something that was probably worth exploring for the sake of, of getting the information and trying to kind of figure out what they want to do. But there are a lot of factors that are going to go into that. Uh, you have to get, obviously, a, a, a place to play. You have to get a, a, an arena, a stadium over there, which I can't imagine is going to be cheap in a place like London. Um, and you have to sell a sport that's not popular anywhere else. Uh, outside of the United States, are, are um, you know Londoners going to want to watch that? I, I long term, I don't think so. I think it's a novelty uh, from what I've heard of it from the people who have been there. Um, really, it, it's it's a non-European uh, football version of you know one giant beer drinking party, and you know makes for good backdrop. I, I can see how that'd be fun to watch if you didn't know what was going on. So I don't think it, it, it was a long term. Uh, I. I couldn't see that working out overall. I'm not involved in the negotiations, but I, I would have right. had a tough time thinking they were going to be able to sell that well. Uh, but exactly what they're doing, I think it's kind of cool in, in the sense that they, they can try to attract an international market, send some games over there. I know most fans, they love to think that the health and the well-being of the players as well as the teams don't really like that as much. But for the sake of you know trying to, to you know bring more of a brand awareness outside of the United States. I can see why they're doing it. And, you know, obviously they're, they're not losing money on it. Otherwise they would have stopped doing it a while ago. They're still doing it. Um, I, I can see why they would want to do that. But yeah, I mean, I think overall the, the investigation of, uh, it, it, uh, you think of it like this and I'm hesitant to say this, but they've conquered Los Angeles in the sense that they put two teams there with a brand new facility. It's a gorgeous facility. Mm-hmm. They've conquered Las Vegas in the sense that they have a team there now with another new facility. Where else are they going to put a new facility? So how else would you leverage uh, the, the, the people within a city voting on whether or not to build a new stadium? How else are you able to do that? If, if Vegas and Los Angeles are out of the equation, you're not going to just up and move the team to London. I don't think people are really going to buy that as a threat. So it, it doesn't have the political teeth that it used to have either. Uh, it was one of many options. I don't know if there are really any options left for, for NFL teams. Maybe there's a major market somewhere that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head that wants to invest in a $1.2 billion stadium, but I don't know if that's really the case. So if, if that's the case, then London isn't any more of an option. You're good with what you have. Let's just, you know, stop kind of messing around with the, the the expansion idea and do what we're here to do, which is really put our product on the field. Well, not only that, um, not everywhere. Jacksonville obviously is one. Of, there are a few exceptions out there, but the NFL did a brilliant job for years of leveraging Los Angeles to get new facilities across the board. Yep. Lucas Oil Stadium, okay. Uh, the stadium in Minneapolis, U.S. Bank Stadium, Ford. I mean, you know, hey, we're looking at Los Angeles. And all of a sudden, they, they build a new place. They leveraged L.A. for years. They're now out, in my opinion, of leverage areas. Right. I, I think that's exactly correct. and that, that's, that's what I mean. It, they don't have that card to play anymore. I know that they did it in Minneapolis. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who else has gotten a new stadium. Um, Atlanta did. Um, aren't the Saints building a new stadium sometime soon? I don't know. Or, I, mean, I don't they, know about I, that. I but, Luke, but Lucas Oil was a product of it. Lucas Oil, yeah. That was a product what, what of happens, it. They, uh, it met, the old MetLife, whatever the new one is, I always forget the name of it. They got a Super Bowl. Lucas yeah. Oil got a Super Bowl. Minneapolis got a Super Bowl. They're going to continue yeah. to do that. You know that, that That's one of the that's bargaining right. chips. But the other one is 
okay, well, as, as the owner, and I can say this as a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, Alex Rodriguez just bought my basketball team, and he's going to move him to either Seattle or Las Vegas. That, that's the whole idea behind buying it. Right. Somebody else is going to build him something. And the NBA has Seattle and, and Las Vegas to be able to leverage uh, in, for the construction of a new arena. Minneapolis, uh, they didn't do it for they, – they, they bought into it, I should say, for the Vikings. They got the Twins in the stadium. They got the, the Gophers in the stadium. They're not building the, the Timberwolves a new arena. There's no way. So they're yeah. going to move to one of those places because they're going to build them a new arena. And that, that's really what it comes down to. And without that bargaining chip, without the, the destination that you can go to when everybody, plain and simple, can see well, – why they would want to go there. Quick, you don't have it anymore. Quick point on that. Sacramento got a new arena, okay? Globe One, because they dangled Seattle. Yeah, and Seattle, for, for their part, it, it's almost like you want, it, at some point here, in the window of this, this leveraging, you're either going to get an expansion team or you're going to get an existing team. Yes. It, it really kind of depends on timing, probably more than anything, but it's going to happen. The NBA, though, doesn't want to dip into expansion until it can you know, rightfully use, or rightfully, if I'm, if I'm close to the right word, <laughs> uh, until, they, until they can fully leverage every, every city that has a team into right. building a new arena. Then they can figure out what they're going to do with both Seattle and Las Vegas, which they got two of them. That's a good expansion number. You know, if you want to put both of them in the West, figure that out. But by and large, they're going to look to see if they can't get uh, new arenas across the board. Um, At the same time, though, either way, I guess I should say, um, your expansion team or your relocation team, uh, the ownership of those teams is going to pay several million dollars into the pool that everybody splits. That's right. Owners are, are perfectly motivated to want to have to move a team or build a new one. And the NBA you only got 30. You know, the NFL's got 32. Uh, I'd, I'd argue that, that perhaps there's more pro-level talent available uh, in the NBA than there is in football. So it, it is, is another expansion 30 years after they expanded four times. Uh, a bad thing for them. I, I don't know, but I think more than anything, they they don't need a team in Minneapolis. I can tell you that for sure. And Alex Rodriguez yeah. is not the guy uh, that, that's going to keep him right. there, unfortunately and, for me. So. And, re- and remember that the St. Paul Arena, where uh, the Wild plays, you know, less than twenty years old, it's got all the bells and whistles in it. Uh, yep, except for the fact there's no way that people from Minneapolis will do that because that's what Minneapolis that's right. and St. That's Paul right. are. They're very adversarial. Right. They um, really, it may as well be two different. Yes. They may as well be two different states. I mean, they they, they don't cooperate when it comes to that no. kind of stuff. No, they do not. Lots of battles between yeah. the the uh, the Twins and the Vikings as far as where they were going to put those stadiums, either Minneapolis or St. Paul. Uh, it got pretty territorial between. I mean, you understand why, but sure. it was more like, no, we're not going to move to St. Paul. We are moving it to a different state completely if we leave. So right. just keep that in mind. Yeah, the. Um uh, I've been to the, I've been to a T Wolves game at the Target Center, and you know I mean it's fine. Um, you know it's not the Staples Center, uh, so I mean that's you know and obviously A Rod can do it. I mean he's he'll be one of the owners of the team. He can do what he wants. But see, my my point has always been, and when I mean always, I mean in the last year. In the last year, my point in expansion for both Major League Baseball and the NBA has been this: the quick cash ability of it. You look at. $500 million for the Vegas Golden Knights as an entry fee into the NHL as an expansion fee. Seattle, you know, Seattle Kraken, what, about a month ago, Neil? Finished paying off their $650 million entry fee. 
an NBA team could have an entry fee of two billion dollars. Right? A major league, ba- a major league baseball, a major league baseball team could have an entry fee of one point five. So major league baseball could get three to three and a half billion in quick cash for all the owners. They could also get in the NBA maybe as much as four billion in quick cash for all the owners. That's why I've looked at expansion as one of the one of their ways to get themselves financially back on track. It's just absolutely amazing. It literally is buying into the club, and that's why it's there. It's, we don't. We want to make this the most exclusive form of ownership there is. And to do this, you're going to have to show us that you have the money, <laughs> you know, right. for you to be serious about it. And in so many ways, that that's going to get, um, it, 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 you know, deducted from the sales price. You have to look at it like that. So really, I mean, it, Alex it, Rodriguez and I, I forget the name of his business partner. They, I think they're paying 1.2 billion for the Wolves, and that that's down the 500, 600 million, whatever it is for for the NBA team that they're going to have to pay if, if they move it. So right. you have to think that they're factoring that into their price. Otherwise. Wow, that that's just an insane amount of capital that you're investing into uh, uh, this one franchise that you're really not building. I mean, from an expansion end, it would seem to me that that would be the better way to go about it. You're the new brand, you're the new logo, right? Um, instead of you know, still to this day, I call the you know, in, in bitter moments, I call the Dallas Stars the the Dallas North Stars. Yes, you know, I, know. I, I remember that team. Of course, <laughs> I, I do. Still have bur- I, I do sold too. merchandise for that team, and it, it's the same thing would happen, except the Timberwolves have absolutely no history at all. But it, it's more—they're buying a brand that already exists versus building their own brand. They move it to Seattle. There's going to be interest because Seattle at one point wasn't interested enough to keep the team in play. Um, they, they've learned from that mistake. They'll they'll do what they need to do this right. time around. But Vegas, to right. me, is kind of the place to be. You know, right. you, you've got such a, a massive transient audience. That and I don't think you and I have talked about this a lot. I, I didn't think that football was necessarily the best, although it's a yeah. great draw. Right, basketball would be phenomenal. Yes, it will Vegas. be. Just it, perfect. It would be showtime. Uh, they, they'll sell out every game. I yes. mean, there's no reason to think no that doubt. they wouldn't. No doubt. So if, if if I you know I'm certainly Alex Rodriguez doesn't need business advice from me, but I, I would think moving to Las Vegas would be primary uh, for that group, and it's not a coincidence that it, there's no clause to keep the team in Minneapolis at all uh, anywhere in their sale agreement. So really it's obvious that that's what they're going to do because they're not going to build a new arena. Um, so the Las Vegas Timberwolves, I guess, yeah. <laughs> not depressing at all. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to keep that name. But uh, you get, just so you know, I mean, everybody understands, you got two things out of the North Stars moving to Dallas. One, you got the Minnesota Wild. Okay. And number two, you got Mall of America. All right. So there you go. That is true. The parking lot that was the Met Center. <laughs> I remember both of those things very well. Met Center and Metropolitan Stadium were side by side. Yep. They had the Vikings, yep. the Twins, and the North Stars all playing right next to each other. They tore it down. It's now Mall of America. It's now a gigantic well, Macy's. It's a parking lot. It's not even the mall. It's the parking Well, actually, you know what? No, they took that down. Now it's hotels. There are yeah. hotels there the that have been there. built in the last couple of years. Yeah. So, yeah, you can see that the history of Minneapolis is moving on in the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> None of it was in Minneapolis. Yeah. It was all in Bloomington. That Bloomington. was the place to be. Home plate, home plate is still in Mall of America. Yep. Right? Yep. Still Camp there. Snoopy, whatever they call that now. And the seat where Harmon Killebrew hit the longest home Very run good. is you, still you've up there. You've been there a few times. I, I've been to Mall of America once. 
one time. So you, you, you got the highlights then. I mean, <laughs> Those are the best I mean, features of it. I mean, Otherwise, it's a mall. This is what I think. It's a gigantic mall. Like, have you been there? What's <laughs> exactly it like? Right. But it's a big mall with lots of stores. What, what do you think it is? It's not Disney World. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as much as they want it to be, it's not sold that way anymore. It's not the Rose Bowl. It's a mall. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness sakes. All right. Neil, always a pleasure. Phenomenal, my friend. Appreciate you. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Neil Kulong. You ever been to Mall of America, Matt? I haven't. Are you ever missing something? All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. You're on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merce family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. You know, you need to get involved with Purdy Insurance. They're our Monday sponsor. And you know what? It's auto, home, life, business. They have all the insurances, but they do much more than just that. In fact, if you have a business, why don't you find out every area that can help you in beyond just insurance? It is Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com, and they'll save you money. They will save you money. They'll go with every avenue to save you money. And uh, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Go over to the lot, start dreaming a little bit. They'll make the dream come true. And <laughs> they're really good. Once again, the Indy 500 was run. And the suit went to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway virtually. Oh, just, my almighty! We've just explained, in a nutshell, his career. All right, so... Um, <laughs> kidding. Were we? All right. Virtual... I'm sorry. Uh, mobile ticketing. Get the mobile ticketing. All right. This doesn't happen when the suit's pulled over on on Route 15. All right. 
This is actually to get into events. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. So here we go for Penn State. This is something, you know what, in time, and I think it's going to be a short period of time, I think people will adapt to this quickly. They sometimes sit back and go, oh, man, all right, this is, and then also you go through it a couple times, you're like, oh, that's actually pretty good, I like it. All right. Authorized ticket sellers. The only authorized sources for tickets to Penn State athletic events are Penn State Athletics Ticket Office, Ticketmaster, GoPSUSports.com, the venue box office where the athletic event is taking place. They say, please be aware that tickets purchased from other resale marketplaces, including StubHub, Visit Vivid Seats, Craigslist, eBay, and ticket brokers are not guaranteed as valued as valid for entry into the venue. They're not guaranteed as valid for entry into the venue. So what is mobile ticketing? Mobile ticketing allows you to use your mobile device as your game ticket. Fans will gain admission into the venue using a unique, a unique QR code, which will be scanned directly from your mobile device. For the easiest entry into the venue, fans should download the Penn State Athletics app from the App Store on your iPhone or Google Play Store on your Android. All right? And believe me, as somebody had used the QR code to get into football and basketball in the press box over the past year, I can tell you that it is, believe it or not, it is easy. It really is. Why is Penn State Athletics transitioning to mobile ticketing? Mobile ticketing increases the security of the ticket buying and event entry process. Mobile ticketing also provides, one, reduced risk of lost, stolen, or counterfeit tickets, two, quick and easy entry into the venue, and three, the ability to manage, transfer, or sell your tickets at any time directly from your mobile device. All right? And this is going to be for everything. You want to do soccer, volleyball, basketball, wrestling, football, whatever. Can I have multiple tickets on the same mobile device? Yes. You can view all of your tickets by swiping left or right on your smartphone. We highly encourage you to transfer a ticket to each member of your party to allow for the easiest entry and access throughout the venue. What if my guests and I are arriving to the venue at different times? If arriving at different times, you will need to transfer a ticket to each member of your party. This will allow you and your guests to arrive at the venue at your own convenience. Once the ticket transfer offer has been sent to your guest or guests, they will receive an email instructing them to accept the tickets. If they do not already have a Penn State Athletics account, they can easily create an account to accept the ticket offer. Once your guests or guests have accepted the transfer offer, they should download the Penn State Athletics app to view their tickets. What if I do not have a smartphone or if my phone battery dies on game day? You will need to visit the ticket office of the venue on game day. You will be required to show a valid ID, photo ID, for the name on the ticket account. 
and then you just find out where the ticket office hours happen to be for each venue. Do I need the Penn State Athletics app to manage and view my tickets? While it is not required, we highly recommend downloading the app because it's easiest and the most convenient ticket management. Tickets purchased through Penn State Athletics can also be viewed by logging into www.gopsusports.com slash account manager on a mobile device. I purchased my ticket via Ticketmaster.com. Can I still view my ticket through the Penn State Athletics app? Yes. Tickets purchased via Ticketmaster.com can be viewed in the Penn State Athletics app. However, you will not be able to manage your tickets. You'll need to manage your tickets via the Ticketmaster mobile app. So, I mean, look, I've gone through this here. We all know that you know we'll have to go through it many, many more times between now and September, but at least it gives you at least a quick primer to think about mobile ticketing. I think uh, you're going to find it a, in the end, a pretty easy, effortless experience. And that's what it's all about. We're about easy and effortless. It's what we do here. Easy, effortless. I mean, in fact, I mean, everybody would tell you the toughest thing they went through the last couple of weeks is the staff meeting. My goodness. S-U-I-T, that spells Suda. Caffeine sales go way up on staff meeting day. I don't understand that. Oh, sorry, man. I guess you probably do. I feel like I'm torturing you now. Oh, my almighty! (laughs) All right. So that's the story there. It goes hand-in-hand with the story that it's now 100% capacity at all Penn State athletic events. And that was the release today. And again, starting June 8th, emails will be sent out. Starting June 8th. That's a week from today. I could just sense in being at Medler Field, LeBron Park yesterday, that the relaxation of everything has caused a more relaxed uh, you just feel like there's just a sense of relief. How about that? And I think that's, um, you know, hey. So many people have done their part to get us to this point. Right? Go have some fun. Just go have some fun. I mean, really. You earned it. All right, here's one of the great quotes. Clint Capella plays for the Atlanta Hawks. Didn't mince words today when asked about the physical nature of his team's first-round matchup against the Knicks. 
Bill said that the Knicks style of play doesn't make them a physical team. He said, I don't know if they're physical, but they're trying to play physical. I feel like if they really were physical, I think we'd have more problems than we're having right now. Because <laughs> they're trying to play tough, push our guys around and talk blank. But we can do that, too. We showed them as soon as we came back here that we can do that, too. We can push guys around. We can talk. So what are you going to do about it? Oh, and we can get a win with it. So what are you going to do about it? Oh, game four, you're coming back again? Well, it's going to happen again. We win the game, we talk, you know what, and we push around. So what are you going to do about it? That's what happened. We can do that, too. We can be physical, but we can win games as well. Now we're coming to your home to win this game again and send you on vacation. Wow. How about that? Capella criticized Julius Randle for his late-game shove that drew a flagrant one foul late in the fourth quarter. As Randle went to the bench, he received high fives from his teammates as he took his seat. Randle said, I wasn't trying to hurt him, but in that situation, whatever it is, you got to take a hard foul. We had to let them know that we're not accepting any more of their crap. Oh, wonderful. Capella said, I was like, all right, that says it all. You don't have any more solutions except to play that way. You think you're playing hard doing fouls like that, but that's not the game. If you can't play hard the right way, that's not playing hard. Those flagrant fouls, those are not in-the-game fouls. You're just trying to look physical, but it's not working. It's the last solution. That's a dirty play. And I agree with him 100% about that. It's, it's, it's a difference between a leader and a holler guy. Okay? A leader gets out there. When they speak, everybody listens. Because guess what? Their play reflects how it should be done. So when they speak, everybody listens. A holler guy doesn't really get much done out there, but is yelling a lot. It's like the waiter that's running around the restaurant, and all of a sudden everybody realizes they're not getting any food. But boy, the dude sure does look busy. And there's still the Knicks. Um, your cup hasn't exactly run over with titles, Ever. <laughs> yes, but they have been no. far more dysfunctional. Oh, your team's not dysfunctional? Not my basketball team. My football team, it, it's working its way back from that. Yeah, we had to endure something called the process. <laughs> your, your team. We're, yeah, yeah we're, we're, at, we're, in the, we're out of those days now. The Knicks, they were, are always a uh, disaster when it comes to dysfunction. Are they better now? Yes. Uh, getting Tom Thibodeau as coach? Really good move. All right, really good move. You got three NBA games on tap tonight. TNT, 7.30, Celtics and Nets at Barclays. Brooklyn up three games to one. Portland, Pepsi Center, Denver tonight, 9 o'clock NBA TV. Series tied at two apiece. Lakers and Phoenix, known in the corner office as Pahonics. God, he scares me. Does he scare you? 
Lakers in Phoenix. 10 o'clock TNT. Series tied at two apiece. Anthony Davis probably a no-go tonight. One Stanley Cup playoff game tonight. Tampa Bay in Raleigh to play Carolina. The Lightning won the opening game of the series. Speaking of Tampa Bay, they play the Yankees tonight. Tampa Bay, which has one-fifth the payroll the Yankees do, are 35 and 20. The Yankees, who have five times the payroll, are 29 and 25. Hmm. Huh. That's kind of a baffling stat, don't you think? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. What have they? What's Tampa Bay won? Seventeen of the last eighteen? Does that sound right? Yeah, they are basically starting to pick up right where they left off from last year. I mean, really phenomenal. I mean, as an organization, I give them a lot of credit. The Phillies have got to find a gear here, Matt. I mean, they're twenty-five and twenty-nine now. Yes, they, they do. They've got the Reds tonight at seven ten. We'll have it on Eagle one hundred seven. And the Pirates and Royals play a Kaufman tonight at 8-10. Royals were even at 26-26. The Pirates are 20-33. and 33. I had a Pirate fan say to me, hey, we had a great weekend. We split with Colorado. I said, what? <laughs> I said, I said, yeah. I said, we had a great weekend. You split with Colorado. What? I said, my goodness. That's like ordering filet mignon and getting sirloin. It's uh, unbelievable. <laughs> they come up with this stuff. Like, I wanted to. I mean, I mean, fortunately, I'm a nice guy because I mean, if if I were kind of mean about things, I would have had him drug tested. All right, so uh, it's believable. Uh, Dan Mullen, by the way, contract extension Florida through 2026. By the way, the dead period ended today in uh, college uh, recruiting. So you're going to have recruits and camps all over the place starting today. All over the place. Take a break. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Look at the drive inside. The surge from Embiid who fell hard. Other side, Bertans triple. It's a five-point game. Up. They'll take a look at him. Four and a half to go. The drive and the hard landing underneath against Lopez. Kevin Harlan with the call. Sixers and Wizards. Other Sixers excuse playing out there. Uh, go play ball, man. By the way, uh, it was requested by uh, the corner office that... Uh, we play highlights of Sunday's Indianapolis 500. So here it is. That last 
last one was the dude in last place. All right, so. <laughs> At least I had Lee Diffie in there. I think those highlights sum up the day. Okay. <laughs> that happened 200 times. <laughs> it actually was a fairly exciting finish. I mean, that happened 200 times, that sequence. I think we captured the moment. I don't understand the criticism. He asked for highlights. I play highlights. <laughs> now I get criticized for playing highlights. I mean, I do exactly what the company wants. They said, play highlights. So I did. Was that the Indianapolis 500? Yeah, it was. I rest my case. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Life Business Insurance, they're the best of the business. They'll save you money wherever they can, plus Purdy Insurance goes above and beyond. Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 at Hummel's Wharf or online at sunburymotors.com. A news radio 1070 WKOK.